Good afternoon. I am here with Dad and Mom. We had a great uh, hello. We had a great meeting with doctors, and uh, Aaron was here. Got a lot of information about next steps, which was good today. And I wanted to ask you, Dad, uh, to tell us a little bit about the eye of the bird. That's funny because we were just sitting here with a team of doctors and and uh, social workers talking about death. And uh, the uh, process of uh, going through the last stages of your life. I have end-stage in, in um, COPD, which means I have these attacks where I can't breathe. And I also have, CO, or I also have uh, congestive heart failure. So the chances of me dying are very, very high in a very short period of time and by not being able to breathe. So they have this home hospice program through the VA and they have it to all others, other places everywhere around the country where if you have a terminal type disease, uh, you can decide uh, to have non-aggressive support. Uh, aggressive support is they're going to keep you alive no matter what. And uh, non-aggressive basically means that you're prepared to slip through the holes and the cracks and, and not fight death, basically. Just let it come. Well, in my case, the eye of the bird is choking to death. And in other words, I have no desire to choke to death. So I'm, I'm battling with uh, getting all the stuff so I can breathe between events that I come on to, but the inevitability is death. Now, in life, when we start out in life, uh, going back 77 years, which is, I just recently had a birthday a couple of days ago, but if you're a young person or a medium-aged person or an older person, no matter what we do, there's an end point. Somewhere out there in the line is a embarkation between life and death. Sometimes it's accidental, sometimes it's disease, sometimes it's uh, just uh, the, the, the way of life. You know, we're going live to our, live our lives. But if we have too many things that are in the way of us seeing life, uh, being able to observe life, then we basically are dying every minute that we can't see life. And this story I'm going to share with you is a little reminder for both me on the edge of death and you maybe looking at life without even considering death because you're not, you know, you're not even thinking about that till something happens or, or you're forced to it. And uh, the story is basically about a young uh, group of boys, and I don't know if girls were involved in this or not, but I think it was mostly boys. It was back in the 13th century, that, that era, and they wanted to become monks. And to become monks, um, to be even entered into the uh, castle like uh, for training, you had to you had to sh you had to prove that you were capable of being trained by the um, the monk priests inside the the castle. So the young people, you know, the young boys, peasants, poor peasants, had nothing to do. 
you know, their, 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 their lives were basically limited to being a farmer, or whatever they wanted to try to become a monk. You go on the side of the monk, you got education, you got, you, you learn to read, you learn to fight, you, you, you learn to be productive. So these young people would sit in front of the castle or the monastery, and the monks would come out, and if they needed something fetched, they would ask, go fetch this, go fetch this. And these boys would, would run out, and they would, they would uh, get whatever the monks wanted. And they, they sat in a line where the, 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 the first boy, the second boy, the third boy, the fourth boy. So after, like, say, three or four years, some of the boys would get totally tired of doing that, and they would, they would, they would uh, quit sitting in the line. And the next boy would move up, and if the monk hadn't come out and picked somebody, then you were the next eligible. And this means the rain, the cold, the, the snow. So the monk came out. The master monk came out one day and picked three boys. He says, "I'm going to pick one of you." And he picked three boys and brought them into the castle. He says, "Now we're going to go out and have a test." And he said. We're going to see which one of you is going to be uh, the student. So he took the three boys and he gave them each a bow and an arrow. And uh, he walked them out into the field. And there was a tree sitting there in the field. And in the tree was um, a pheasant sitting up on the branches of the tree. And the monk said to the first boy, he called him over with his bow and arrow, and he said, you know, he said, the, the mission is this, that uh, we're hunting for food for our fellow monks, and he says, your job is to get, get that pheasant. He says, now look up into the tree and tell me what you see. And the boy looked up into the tree. He says, well, I see a tree, and I see a bird in a tree. And he says, I see uh, the sky behind the tree. I see clouds whisking by. He says, I see a, a, a couple of birds flying in the background. And uh, the monk says, is there anything else you see? And he says, well, I see the branches of the tree. I see the leaves on the tree. He says, anything else? He says, no, that's pretty much it. And so the monk said, okay. And then he said to the next boy, he says, all right, come over here with your bow and arrow. And he says, what do you see? And the boy says, ooh, he says, I see a beautiful pheasant sitting in a tree. And the uh, monk says, do you see anything else? He says, yeah, I see two branches running down, forming a V where the claws of the bird are wrapped around. And the feathers are all shiny and glinting, you know, so it's causing a beautiful reflection so I can have a nice target to shoot at the chest of the bird. And the priest says, is there anything else you see? He says, oh yeah, he says, the, the, the sky background just makes it look like the, the center target of, a, of an arrow target for me, so make it an easy shot. The monk says, okay, that's good. He says, the third boy, he says, come up here, and the third boy notched his arrow, and his bow and says, the monk says, what do you see? And the boy looked up into the tree and he says, I see, I see, he says, I see the eye of the bird. And the monk says, well, what else do you see? And the boy says, I see the eye of the bird. 
And he says, well, what else do you see? And he says, I see the eye of the bird. And the monk says, then you're going to be my student. And the point of the story, obviously, is that in life, we, we have to focus on something. If we focus on everything, we miss the something. The, the eye of the bird. What is the eye of the bird? What is, what is that focus for you that, that makes everything else beautiful? Now, remember, the mission was to, to shoot the, the pheasants for food. So this boy that saw the eye of the bird wasn't going to miss. You know, he, he was focused on that. But what is it you see? What is the eye of the bird for you? If, if you're sitting around confused or in a moment of uh, anguish or frustration or, or uh, doubt or fear, what is the eye of the bird for you? And if you stop and think of this story for a minute, what feeds your soul or feeds anyone's soul is the knowledge that there's clarity in your life and in life itself. This, this pheasant in the tree eye is, is focus, it's, it's clarity, it's simplicity. In my life right now, the simplicity for me is death's knocking on the door, but life is between me and the door. And the question is, and all the people around me that, that are caring for me all want me to live the most wonderful days of my life I can live between now and death. But that's the same goal that a young child just born should have each day, or a student should have in school, studying away. What is the eye of the bird? It's getting the most out of right now. It's seeing the right now. What If you stop right now and you're walking down the street in New York, a million people going everywhere and horns are honking and people are just bumping into you, can you stop and look and see the eye of the bird? Is there something you can pick out that makes everything else the background and that's the foreground? And in your own life, if you look at your own life, can you stop and look at your the foreground of your life and not the background, not all the stuff that has been, you wish you had, that could have had? What's right now? What's the, what's, what's the value of right now? What's the value of eating that wonderful pheasant all cooked with butter on it and you just and all the monks know that you shot it. Thanks for being here.